Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello and welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Autumn is here. Autumn oh. is here. That's why I'm wearing flannel. That's why the Bruins gear is out. Season. Bruins thing is out. Right. Bruins even played two games. Jets are back to sucking. Autumn is here. This yeah. is not, and pumpkin. Don't forget pumpkin. Oh, I hate pumpkin spice. Yes. You, you, need, you just mentioned an awesome ad. Yes. We, we, you need to so, see the Ryan Reynolds aviation, the Gene aviation pumpkin spice commercial. And I'm going to attach it to the... Maybe producer Dave will, Dave will give let us, it for uh, a we'll second, sure. yes. a snippet of it, because this is how we yes, feel about fall. fall. Which means the entire universe will once again be losing its mind for pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. Well, not on aviation. <laughs> not on my watch. Let's make a Negroni. First, take one part each of bitter red liqueur. And sweet vermouth, pour over ice, take a pumpkin-spiced cinnamon stick, and shove it right up your ass. Exactly. So we can pause here. But this is how both Lital and I, which, who don't agree about a lot, completely agree about pumpkin spice and what to do with it. Yes. And it, it, it's funny. I feel like kids feel the same because I talked about... Let's go leaf peeping in New Hampshire. The fall is supposed to be the colors this year. It's supposed to be amazing. We love, the only thing we love about the season is the beautiful leaf changing colors, the foliage. And they were like, mom, we live in New England. Fall comes every year. We see it across the street. We see it across the street. We don't need to travel anywhere. You don't need a fancy Airbnb in New Hampshire for that. Wait another week and it will be on the way to school. So stop about this but whole thing of the, the fall and the, the colors now and here's the pumpkins. He, but here's also something about our kids that people need to know. And this is kind of the theme of the show today is they're completely ripe with optimism. Uh, they're, they're different no, levels no, 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 of no, no. that. So yeah, Omri is optimistic, but the other two are doom and gloom. The, the doom and gloom twins. <laughs> Everything is horrible. Life is collapsing. Everything is a disaster. Uh, Negative nearly. Exactly. I don't know what what what, what, their, what the right term is, but yes, they are on the <laughs> negative side. Uh, Ron, you ask him, hey, you want to go on the ice? He says, uh, and we're going to lose. Ron, you just crammed the other team 9-0. He says, yeah, but uh, this is accidental. No positive spirit. No optimism. No, let's go get it. We're failing. Yes, we're failing as parents. Because we'll talk today about the importance of, of optimism. optimism and it's important in every aspect of your life i read the other day and i i will check the the exact statistics but Don't, listen we're not real journalists even though we registered as a real company as, ah, as yeah that's the news we have a real company the didi and Lital show is it yes. uh, Inc? Yeah, it's, uh no, it's a didi Lital show it's a it's a it's an s corp it's registered in Massachusetts. You're the CEO, and we are officially journalists. So if you want to become a sponsor of the show, please reach out to us. But uh, going yes. back to that. Going back to that, now that we're real journalists, we should not do any real journalism. Just listen to the Felger and Matt, <laughs> and Matt show. We don't check the facts. We this is not who we checking. are. Somebody <laughs> else will do it. We're happy to have a fact checker. Just send us the, the truth. But, but we uh, won't pay I, you. <laughs> 
because we're cheap. Uh, we exactly. don't have sponsors. So <laughs> that's the reality. Is uh, there a, is, this is producer Dave. Is there health insurance provided to the uh, cell corporation? Uh, I, might, uh, I, might, I might want to get in on that. Uh, uh, we, we'll figure it out we'll at the moment. Luckily, we, we both are well employed in the in our real job. So this is a real this is this is a real job. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm the CEO of this incorporation. So there are statistics that over time reviewed and and of course like everything in correlation don't take it as science but overall positive attitude in life and being optimistic correlates with something like two to three additional years to your lifespan people are healthier if they're happier if they're positive and optimistic about the future so there is a good good reason for us being optimistic as a characteristic, as something to strive for, as something yep. to, because it correlates with health and uh, life longevity. So with that, we, we had a discussion about why should people hire optimistic people to the teams and why you should present and take an optimistic view, especially when you join a startup, and we want to talk about it, how important it is, how important it is to scan for optimism, screen for optimism when you are interviewing people. It's hard, but this may be, other than the skills and capabilities, this may be the soft, important, kind of like secret sauce to add to your interview to so, make your team successful. So let's talk about it and unpack it. Let's start what with, do you think about it? Let's start with the most important part. You need, I, I, I don't define it so much as optimism and pessimism. I define life in poo. We need the poo explains everything that's important in life. If you have not read We Need the Poo, read We Need the Poo. And if you're too illiterate to read it, just watch the the Disney movie that has b- bouncing people you don't actually need to even turn your brain on. You have Eeyore and you have Tigger. In life, Eeyores fail because they don't try. There's the whole saying of 0% of the shots you don't take go in, but I don't want to take a shot. Uh, best example of positive Eeyoreism uh, that we know is Bill Belichick. Radiating happiness and radiating optimism. This is this is kind of the 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 position of how people hold themselves, how they communicate. This immediately turns people off. How do you recognize an eeyore? How do you recognize an eeyore? One of the important parts when you interview for jobs in general is. The pre and post chit-chat. Nobody actually thinks that they're being interviewed in their pre and post chit-chat. Mm-hmm. Have the chit-chat. Be- most people have no patience for chit-chat. They have no patience for trivial conversation. But I like to hear when people describe like basic things, how they take their kids to school, how they do things, how they achieved a daily task. What they think about politics, even not, not I, politics. I never, no, 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 no. Not, never, not never, never touch politics. Maybe not politics, but the outlook about life, life in general. A chit-chat about the weather, a chit-chat about yeah. AI, uh, news about technology. Yes. And wet blankets are wet blankets. 
And there'll be a wet blanket about everything. And when people are wet blankets, and I'll give you an example that in engineering, it's really easy for me to do this, is whenever we give somebody the homework task, the, the way people approach it, even before they wrote a single line of code, teaches me how they look at life because smart people view this as a learning opportunity. And if they don't look at this as a learning opportunity that they can interact with their team and have an effective conversation and treat it as a positive aspect and treat it as a waste of time. So if they start arguing, oh, the, the, I may not have the time, can we skip it? If they start negotiating and so it's a signal? Yes, yes. I want to say something because you, you reminded me with your point about the cheat chat before. I read about Zappos before they were bought by Amazon. They used to hire a driver when they were interviewing people to the teams. They, they would come to, I think, the headquarters is in Vegas. So they will fly in candidates. And the driver in the car was part of the recruiting team. Nobody knew about it. He would sit and chat about the flight and how was it and how is your day going. And so, and the person doesn't realize that his interview just started. Yes. The guy is basically checking for that, your positive attitude. What do you say about the flight? Was it, are you renting like us? <laughs> so maybe we're not positive. Are you ranting about it? Are you kind of like, oh, I'm looking forward to the day-to-day uh, examples? I think there's something uh, like over-optimistic. If you got off a middle seat United flight direct from Boston to Vegas and you come out of that flight feeling anything but angry, I think you're, you're not attached to reality. Yeah, but I have to say, on the other side, on the flip side, yes, you were just flying by Zappos flying you, and assuming like you are mid-Korean, so like you should be thankful. You have an Possibly. opportunity. At the time, they were like an amazing company, growing stuff. So yes, you can say things like the seat was terrible, but like, it's going to be a great day. I'm going to headquarters of this great company. So I think even being judgmental or, or ranting about the day-to-day, -day, like the weather being terrible or like a delay in your flight is legit. But overall, you can, if you are optimistic, you if you have excitement about what you're about to do, you're going to inject it into the conversation. And somebody that can feel the subtlety will feel that you're excited. And if it's all about you getting caught in how terrible the flight was and how the weather was, what's the chances that you can give the superb customer experience that Zappos was all about? When customers yell at you, this is how they were looking for people that can be so optimistic that even when yelled at and complained about, can give the, because they were all about customer experience, customer satisfaction at that time. So I think it's brilliant. And, I think I agree. and anyone can think about it. That's why in-person interview is critical because Zoom sometimes don't give you this kind of like sense. Oh, it does. Sense. Oh, it does. It depends. It does. Trust me. You just need to learn the skill. There's the posture. There's the, there's the did you give a beep about anything? And from my perspective, I, I think 
the the zoom interviews is is a, is a skill I agree that sometimes but sometimes some people thrive in person sometimes people thrive in in zoom but you need to interview for the environment that you're interacting with so if you're not in the office don't interview in an office because some people are party animals live but on the call the back to our ear okay yeah so, makes so sense So always interview for the, the setting that you're interviewing for. So we discussed why it's important to interview for that, and it's important for every part of the team. Some people will say, oh, engineering doesn't matter. People don't need to be cheerleaders there. Of course they do, especially in startup land. So big company, they can be wet blankets. They can be cheerleaders. They can be whatever they want. It's you can have a variety of attitudes. You need to have a variety of attitude because at some point somebody needs to pull the brakes because in a bigger environment – Things, reper- things have bigger repercussions. In a startup, you need to try, 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 because you need to hit the keyboard as much as you can until the machine starts printing money and you don't know when it will. So you need slight even delusional level of optimism. Of Depends on where you are. I mean, yeah. I, I, not everywhere you need delusional. No, but I, I'm talking about engineering. I, I, I need people that dream and don't see the... No, it won't work. I, I need to try, not to, it won't work. Not to answer with no, 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 no before, before you try, exactly. Yeah. So that's on the engineering side. On the sales side, that's even 10 times more critical. Oh my God, you have to be super optimistic. Try, try, try. It, it, exactly, because let's say I, 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 I'm going to Octane uh, next week. Well, maybe after this comes out, it will be after I'll be in Octane. But... From my perspective, the, 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 it, you talk to sellers in th- these bigger companies, and sometimes they're amazing at selling in a big company, but they're really bad when they come to a startup. Because yeah, because they already have customers. Because in, in Okta, renewing. somebody comes to talk to Okta, they know what they're coming to buy. Really right. Tough. It's they, not evangelizing for the product. The, you know they, what they, it is. They, they come in, they know what they want to buy. There is a need. There is a need. There's a spec. So there's a set of questions you need to ask people. You need to, de- need to deal with the cost. You need to deal with the price. You need to deal with the fit. You need to deal with... But it's more transactional. Somebody comes, he knows what you do, he has a need, and you're just fulfilling his exactly. transaction. When you're in a startup... 99% of the time, the person that comes to talk to you is curious. They're not, they may not even be in a buying state of mind. They most surely are not in a buying state of mind because they didn't know that this category even exists exactly. a minute ago. So for sure, they don't have budget. They, they are not aware that they have the problem. You need to make them feel the aha moment of, yes, I have this problem. And then move them to think, oh, it's not only I have this problem, it's urgent and they need to solve it. So and, uh, there's a lot of magic to create here exactly, in the sales cycle. Exactly. So there needs to be gravitas. Somebody needs to carry the deal and be able to sometimes – sometimes it's optimism and sharing the message. Sometimes it's just be able to deal with yourself during hard work. Sometimes it's both. I'll give you an example with one of the transactions that we had. The customer ran a POC with us and after a week decided to buy. A week. That's amazing. That's rare. Wait. But then they went into their procurement cycle. 
and then they went into NLR, and then our champion got fired, but his boss loved the, the product as well. But it took a long time, and if a sales guy is not optimistic, is not nurturing, is not, hey, buddy, I got you. Don't worry about it. It's okay. We know you can continue using the tool or do whatever. We, we're good. We're good. We know that uh, we know that you're dealing with difficulty. Interacting this way, because sometimes people just give up on deals. They mm-hmm. get gi- they give up on on the prospect. A lot of times, when you engage with a prospect in early startup life, you need that optimism to say, "Listen, this is the best thing since sliced bread." You need to radiate that this is awesome. The everything is awesome theme that uh, I will stick into probably to every one of our episodes. The everything is awesome mode that you need to have, the the convey that this is more than just a product. Because sometimes a prospect will go into a POC, and the first thing that will happen is the product will blow up in their face. Not necessarily That's because... Worse. Uh, it happens. It happens. It happens. Sometimes it's not even has to deal with your product. Your product could be perfect, but in the security space, a lot of times there's... You're running with 15 other products. And, for example, when we ran a POC with a customer, uh, they put their JIRA behind a proxy, and that proxy decided to return errors in HTML form rather than JSON form. What? Th- th- there's no controls. There's nothing you can do. That thing mm-hmm. blows up. Mm-hmm. You need to smile and say, hey, uh, we have the situation. Don't worry. We got your back. We'll fix it. Or now we know. <laughs> Oops. And And... Onward and upward. But if you wilt and not show that this is treatable and fixable, easy to remediate. It's also, you, you can, you, you have to have, if, you, if you're in sales or sales engineering yeah. in this kind of situation, you can go and blame product engineering team and like start a big fight internally versus... You can go, describe the situation, rally the troops to help you solve it ASAP, get everyone behind you, and maybe add something that will make the customer even more wowed because not only we fixed it, but, you know, in the meantime, we also added this little feature. So it's an opportunity because once there is an F-up, yes, it's unfortunate, but it is an opportunity to rally the whole kind of team to okay. swarm on a, on a swarm on a problem and let's prove to the customer what's the power of uh, a startup yes we're not perfect things break not even in huge organizations and huge technologies things break if the it's software of, it breaks the beautiful thing about a startup that you have an agile team can that can immediately jump on it fix it because we don't have thousands of uh, um, customers we have to we have to make you mr customer happy uh so all of us with optimism not only going to fix it but think about then showcasing how fast you can do something cool show them something cool in addition give them a dashboard to show them something so i i think that's the optimistic standpoint but internally i've seen so many times when things break between sales and, and, and engineering when those kind of things happen and you start blaming and you start fighting instead of like, hey, let's be optimistic. Yes, we can lose this deal now. We have a no sheet moment here. What can you do? 
what can you do to make the customer super happy? Let's work together. The optimistic people are kind of contagious and they, they make an internal yes. movement around them. It's needed when you're in sales. When you are in a big company, it's not that needed. I mean... There I, is momentum. Probably, there is momentum. In a big company, a seller doesn't know in most cases anyone in engineering, right? Like the, yep. it, nobody will answer the, the email that they're sending. In a small company... Everyone in engineering know that you have a POC. So, yeah, make them all optimistic that we're going to win the deal, but all of us need to work for it. So yeah. that's important. So here's an interesting question. Let's say I'm not optimistic. As you and I are Ashkenazi Jews, <laughs> and Ashkenazi Jews always see the Cossacks coming from over the ridge. We, we know that you need to play the violin because you can't run away from the Cossacks with a piano. You could always have money in case you need to run away. Exactly. Life might be exactly. terrible. Yep. Exactly. Okay. How do you go around? Because I'm looking at... So Aaron. for people that want to improve their own, build the muscle of optimism, live longer, live longer lives, what they yeah. can do if they don't have it. Exactly. What is your advice? That's a good question. I mean, I, I, I'm... Half optimistic. I'm not optimistic everywhere in my life. Like you ask about my political point of view, they're not necessarily optimistic. The way I improve my own outlook in life, I found the places when I can see growth. The way, you know, our kids are taught about growth mindset uh, in school, um, social emotional learning. I think the place you can put things and put a goal for yourself and achieve it and exceed the expectation is a way to train your brain to see results and improvement. I do it with workouts and exercise. I get myself on those eight to 10 weeks of workout routines. It could be in running. It could be in strength training. I love it because I love working out. Not everybody loves working out, but I have this goal of completing this eight to 10 weeks with one goal in mind. I mean, lift heavier, run 20 minutes running test faster, and me focusing on this little thing. And I don't need any external uh, sign that things are working. I see it. It's measurable. I see myself improving. It's just a mental proof to myself that I can do hard things. We, we follow this Jess Sims in Peloton, that, yep. and she's amazing. She, she says all of us are perfect and a work in progress at the, at the same, same time. time. Which is true. We're, we're a work of art. A work work of art. Yeah. Um, so, so we can do hard things. Each one of us, we can improve a little bit. I mean, for me, um, running, a, I don't know, uh, two seconds less, uh, uh, 5K, is a lot. It's hard for me. Um, this is a place where I have control, and I feel it translates then to other places in my life. So my recommendation is for anyone here, Get something that you're passionate about, that you like, and just practice small growth. See yourself achieving something. If you like drawing, and, and there is something about consistency. It's like not just 
okay, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to commit to doing it five times a week because then it becomes habit. Your brain changes in a way that, that the, the positive chemicals, the endorphins, the feel of satisfaction, you need to put yourself And that's kind of like the life coaching me telling you to do it. But basically, find something that you like, like dancing, like art, reading a book, and decide, commit to do it on a regular basis, five times a week. It's a lot, but there is a reason because you need this discipline of consistency for six to 10 weeks. Put yourself into that and see the progress. You feeling that you have achieved it can translate to anywhere else. And I think that's the way to go. And I think we as parents, this is making our kids more positive looking, trusting their own capability to grow in different places is the most important thing we can give to our kids more than education, more than anything. Think about the optimistic person. He can kind of like know that he have he can grow in life versus people that tell themselves there's no way I can move from here to here. There's so many problems. I'm underprivileged. I I cannot. So can do mentality. Just tell yourself, I cannot do it yet. That's the growth mindset. They're telling our kids in school, if you cannot solve a problem, you say, I cannot solve it yet. So, I don't know if how do you feel about it and if you have tips for that. My tip is one, one thing to avoid. Blame. Hmm. Get the... So we like to make fun of our youngest son. Everything in the world is ashmachel. It's not even real Hebrew, but it's somebody's fault. Everything is somebody's fault. And this is... So the, the, the concept of fault and blame need to get out of your system. Yeah, because that's, that's a good one to work on, because removing blame and fault. When you come into a meeting and you say, this guy fucked up, this guy fucked up, this guy fucked up. Okay. Let's say they did. Do you think they're happy with that? Or I came and saved your ass. Do you think they're happy with that? Does this help the conversation? Does this move the needle forward? One of the things that you'll see a lot of the Eeyores of the world, everything is somebody else's fault. Everybody's to blame. And because of that, yeah, things will be bad. Things will there's be no bad. Po- there's no point in starting anything. Ex- exactly. Take out blaming yourself. The reason that you don't blame yourself, look at the word language and the word selection. You can take accountability, but don't blame. Accountability and responsibility. Exactly. Not blame and fault. Exactly. And that's true for everybody else. It's true for you. And ask people when you blame somebody, what do you think will be the outcome of this action? What, what do you think the outcome will be? And if the outcome is not positive, why are you doing it? What, 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 what's, what the, this is where you need to get into accountability and remediation and that state of mind. Because they drive positive action. I mean, I take accountability, I'm going to fix the situation versus I take the blame and you just... Exactly. Take your head down and what can you do? You just took the blame. Exactly. It's your fault. Awesome. 
Good. Good. Well, I'm sure people have some other advice about the importance of optimism when hiring, when getting promoted, when building your own career. So if you have some advice, you want to add ideas, please in, write to us. I have an advice. Watch the Bill Burr SNL pumpkin spice commercial. You'll love that. Put it in the show notes. Of course I will. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful fall. Enjoy your pumpkin spice latte, donut, whatever you are consuming. We will be back next week. The Didi and Lital Show is the weekly show. Rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back. Go Bruins. See you.